0: This week will be all about the upcoming Champions League round of 16 between Manchester United and Paris Saint Germain. It will be without Neymar. This is PSG talking. Everyone, this is a podcast preview of the Manchester United Paris Saint-Germain and Paris Saint-Germain Manchester United games coming up in about two weeks. Oh boy, how things have changed since the draw! When the draw was made, Mbappe and Neymar were on fire, uh, overwhelming any defense that was given to them, even even defence from uh, defenses from the Champions League, as Liverpool. Manchester United and uh, its fans uh, were at the bottom of the hole of despair, the pit of despair, uh, playing negative football with a a coach that now is uh, called out of touch. And then he got fired and replaced with a former... um, He's not a legend, so scared. He's um, a... I let our, our guest, Brent uh describe what is so scary for uh I don't know I don't know if my pronunciation is right for Manchester United fans. Yes we have a special guest, Brent from the Busby Babe podcast and blog. Hello Brent. Hi,
1: thanks for having me on.
0: Uh it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming uh, uh on board. And uh one of our most famous usual suspects, Mr Kose Espinosa. Hello Kose.
2: Uh thank you, thank you, thank you very much.
0: Donde esta José Espinoza?
2: Today we are in Missouri, St. Louis.
0: So let's uh, go straight to why we're here today. Oh my goodness, I was saying how um, how different things are. Um, and it's been officially announced, semi-officially, because uh, RMC, RMC is, is a tier one source in France for Paris Saint-Germain news. They announced that Neymar is out for the first uh, game at Manchester in two weeks. The news are he cannot put his foot on the ground without screaming of pain. Um, Apparently, the screw he has inside his foot uh, hasn't been moved or damaged too much, but there's some serious business here. So Neymar will not be uh, playing in... Manchester um, Verratti should. Uh, it's been announced that there's no serious lesion on his ankle. With his ankle, it's um, it's, a, it's a little strain, and he should be back actually against Bordeaux uh, three days before the game. So in many ways, it's almost good news because he's getting the the, the break he needed. Because we know. Physically, Marco Verratti is not uh, a top top athlete, and he should be um, he should be fit for the game, and that's absolutely critical. By by many ways, I think Verratti's presence is more important than Neymar. But hey, we'll discuss that. Um, Kose and Brent, how do you feel about this game? We'll start with our with our guest, uh, Brent. How different it is today than it was when uh, you. You you watched the draw of the Champions League and Paris Saint Germain was drawn for uh Manchester United.
1: Uh it's an absolutely massive difference, to be honest. Um I think when the draw was made, um even as far back as then uh I would say for most United fans, um, you know, the, the game had been up uh for Mourinho. Um so the PSG ties uh, in my mind, anyway, we're kind of penciled in as okay. If there's a moment in time when um, the game will be up for him and he will be fired, uh, it would be after we get knocked out of the Champions League right. uh, by PSG. Um, but now that he was, you know, fired a month ago, um, somewhat surprisingly, even though uh, you know it was already probably too late. Um, The timing of it was somewhat surprising. Um, And the turnaround that Solskjaer has has overseen the team in that time um, means that um, I would say most supporters now are are optimistic, um, if not giddy. Um, I don't think um, by any means United are favourites for this tie. Um, But what is different... Um, probably for the first time um, since Alex retired, is that uh, I at least feel confident that uh, United will approach the game um, with a progressive mindset. Um, It will at least be entertaining to watch. Um, As I said, I don't expect to progress, um, but I expect it to at least be competitive, which is not something I would have expected a month ago with uh, Mourinho still in charge.
0: Right, so you feel United can can defend its chances? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, games I think there's
1: a chance there now. Um, injuries help, of course. Uh, United, you know, um, barring any unforeseen injuries between now and then, um, Solskjaer has a, a full squad to choose from. Um, and as we know, uh, Paris Saint-Germain... Uh, has, you know, a couple of significant injuries, Neymar being the biggest one. Um, um now he may come back just in time for that tie, but there's a possibility he may not be at, at full fitness. Um, so that's encouraging as well. You know, from a neutral standpoint, obviously you want all the best players to be available, um, but I'm not a neutral
0: you know, oh, yeah, but that, that does not happen <laughs> at Paris saint-Germain i mean we, we're a young club but th- there's a tradition um and and we're very picky with traditions even if we're we a young club um, for the second round of the champion uh, champions league or key players are injured um, there's it's not always the case uh, when they're not injured they're suspended so uh, we never have a full team with all of our key players for uh the second round of the champions League Tradition, tradition. This is Paris Saint-Germain. Cosé, um, how do you feel?
2: Uh, oh my god! Um, yeah, know, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> it it is incredible. The thing is, for me, it's been um, a little of like it has been snowballing for a few for a few days, a few weeks, and I think it starts even before the injury of Neymar. Uh, the year turns. PSG are not playing excellent football. It was a little bit lethargic, predictable. Um, winning on on individual on individual talent. A, some some cup ties that didn't really matter, and and Tuchel still went in with 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 uh starting 11s that were I didn't understand the the selection that he made. Um, it has been very very disappointing for me. In how the club has handled the political situation around transfers and whatnot, um, but I still think that we are a, an incredible club in terms of talent, and we have an incredible team and a very good coach that that I think he will understand the the importance of this game and set out the best team he can to to get us through.
0: Okay, well, I'll give my two cents. Um, I went from uh, great confidence and really happy to draw MU because that'd be a, you know, it's Manchester United. Um, Lots of people are going to watch these games and uh, yeah, things were good and then everything went to shit as it often does at Paris Saint-Germain. Again, of course, our players got injured. So Verratti, um, as usual, he's the the specialist of getting injured for Crucial Games. And it seems Neymar has has joined the the train too, the injury train, the traditional injury train. Um, It's a huge deal, the Neymar injury, same injury as last year. It's a huge, huge, huge deal um, in terms of everything, image for the club, image for Neymar, uh, consequences on the pitch because... You were a little harsh saying, "cause that the the team doesn't has not delivered." Remember the Liverpool game. Uh, the first and the second half were very different, but in both half they delivered in a certain way. So you, I, I thought you were a little harsh there. We had good moments, don't you think?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I was just talking about like since the since the turn of twenty nineteen.
0: Oh, okay. I see. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. I see your point. Yeah, I mean, everybody's looking and expecting. Um, the, the, all the focus is is on the, the Manchester United game. So you saw it today. I mean, yeah. Um, the energy spent on the pitch. I mean, Tuchel w- was saying it after the game. It was disappointing with the <sighs> engagement on the on, on, on the pitch. Well, yeah, there's a huge game coming up. We already have two key players injured. <laughs> The players are, you know, they're working on eggshells. You can you can tell, so um, it's probably going to be very different in the in the Champions League. Uh, Brent, um, why getting rid of Mourinho was, was such a relief for everybody? What was wrong? Uh, do do you know what was going on in the locker room? It, it seems like a huge weight has been lifted from from United players, and now they play a positive football, but. So it's a question with many questions built in. Mourinho out and Solskjaer in. Why him and what is he bringing? Is this just because Mourinho is out and my grandmother could have done the same? Or there's there's really something special about this guy?
1: Uh, I think there's a little bit of both. Um, I think when uh, Solskjaer first came in, um, you know, with um, a lot of what the players were saying openly and also what they, would, they and their people had been briefing to the media. Um, focused a lot on, on um, social, re- you know, retaining happiness, putting smiles on faces. Um, and that was a lot of the narrative coming out of the club um, was about that. You know, it was about the fact that people are happy again. Uh, one of the things that was apparent under Mourinho um Worryingly, as far back as the summer, you know, as far back as pre-season, uh, was that he was obviously unhappy. Um, he was unsettled. Um, he was not happy with what he saw as a, a lack of support um, in the transfer window. Uh, he was not happy um, with um, a lack of support from... Um, his employers, the higher ups in the club, uh, specifically the executive vice chairman, who is our de facto chief executive, Edward Ed Wood, um, because Mourinho, as he does, um, you know, tends to pick his battles. He will, as he's done at every club he's been at, um, challenges players and he chooses targets, um, to make a point to, you know, establish, um, his own authority, And that had usually worked for him up until Real Madrid where obviously it feels spectacularly and um, something changed in him since then. Um, Same thing happened at Chelsea um, where he uh, lost out to player power you know where he sort of lost his ability to get players to um, fight for him and to believe in his methods and uh, clearly didn't work at united as well because even Pogba has obviously been the most high profile right Pogba was his signing Um, he wanted to bring Paul Pogba in Um, you know initially Paul Pogba was was uh, the player he meant to build his team around Um, but Pogba is a player who enjoys uh, freedom and not just you know does he enjoy freedom but he is the best outfield player at Manchester United, um, and his best attributes are in the attacking phase of the game. You know he is an attacking footballer, and you know Mourinho did not want to use him that way. Wanted to use him in a different way, um, and of course some of that falls on Pogba by being unhappy and not uh, playing to the best of his ability. Um, but Pogba was was the most obvious example of a player that Mourinho could not get the most out of. You know, here's this outrageously gifted attacking player, and um, you know Mourinho could not get the best out of him. And yeah, I think even more damning,
0: when you see what Deschamps got out of Pogba, and that Mourinho couldn't, yeah. it, it kind of hurts and, and Mourinho. De-
1: Mourinho, of course, image, and, and of course, he's like Deschamps is not not exactly what you would call um, an attack-minded. Uh, coach or manager either. Nice. Um, so the fact that that Dechamp could get more out of Popo is another d- damning indictment of of Mourinho. Uh, and on top of that, even players who, were the players that Mourinho trusted the most, like Nemanja Matić, like Romelu Lukaku, you know, players that he signed, players that he looked at to set an example, are now playing their best football of the season away from Mourinho. Um, So I think his uh, not just his negative approach tactically, um, but the fact that he was unhappy and he let that unhappiness and that toxicity um, fester in the dressing room, you know, throughout even the staff. um, You know, there have been enough media reports now that it's clear that um, probably coaching staff and maybe some other staff behind the scenes have been briefed into the media. Uh, that they weren't happy on the Mourinho because Mourinho never seemed happy. Um, it doesn't seem like anybody was enjoying going to work at Manchester United, which is um, absurd. Um, so Solskjaer, his, his most obvious impact uh, has been on that side of things. Uh, but there's also been, um, now that you know United have gotten to eight wins in a row now, a um, couple of... of uh, wins against good teams, um, Arsenal this weekend, Spurs last week, um, you can see that there's been a noticeable tactical change as well. Yeah. You know, approach in, a, a difference in change of approach, um, in uh, substitutions, in how the team is set up, uh, oh, where yeah. the emphasis is. Um, Sochai has made a point to emphasize that... Uh, what he does in training is to focus on what we are good at as a team, and then second to that, focusing on preparing for the opposition. Um, so I think that's been there's been a tactical change, but I mean the biggest and most obvious change has been that okay now we have good players who are enjoying playing football again and, and are playing closer to their abilities, whereas Mourinho was somehow managing to get less than the sum of its parts from from a collection of. It's not an elite team, I would say, but it is a very good team and it's better than it was on the Mourinho.
0: Jose, have you been following United a bit or maybe a bit more since the draw?
2: Well, the thing is, um, generally I'm not that big uh, a watcher of the Premier League, but um, I have definitely been watching United. Uh, I have definitely been watching their games against Spurs, against Arsenal, um, against Brighton. Um, you know, they are looking nicer, you know, nice. They, they play nice football. Yeah. Um, they are, like, like Brent said, they are, they are, um, very versatile tactically. I've seen them play possession. I've seen them play counter attacking football. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is interesting. It is interesting. It's going to be a, a, a nice match. Um, I think Tuchel is tactically very aware so I I think maybe he will have something up his, his sleeve to 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 set out there that day but but I like um I like facing a good opponent and we've been we've been seeing Manchester United do great things um they have a very tough schedule coming up um and it is it is it has been an incredible improvement uh from what we saw early in the season um I think it's going to be a fantastic match.
0: They don't have a big schedule, actually. Um, they're going to play on Tuesday at home against Burnley. Uh, a few days later on Saturday, February the 2nd, against Leicester. Away. Then they have a week off, unless... Brent, tell me if I'm wrong. There may be a cup game shoved into that week. Uh, the next EPL game is on the 9th, away at Fulham. And three days later, they're home against Paris Saint-Germain, we go to, uh, we go to, uh, OL, because they on Sunday. That's a, that's good. Well, out. yeah, no,
2: definitely. Uh, no, no, no. At league-wise, I agree. Um, we're, we're facing, uh, very tough teams. Um, Bordeaux but, too. But, yeah. uh, they, I know they face, they face Manchester City later in the, in the, like, I mean, they have a stretch. They have a stretch that they have to look out yeah, of. Uh, after, it starts with PSG. Before
0: they, they, us, they're in good shape. They, they're looking uh, Yeah, yeah. Looking it, right. it starts with PSG. It starts with PSG. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was. Um, I'm feeling less and less confident. I mean, you, we can't. We don't know how Verratti is, is going to come back. I, I was being optimistic. I know he's going to be back, but in what shape? So you got he got a break, but. You know, He may need a few games to go back to his top level because he was playing amazing football again. Is he going to be able to deliver during that game? Uh, we are still uh, to shell today. <laughs> in the press conference, was like, yeah, I've heard um, Le- Leandro Paredes is in Paris. I've been looking for him in the locker's room. He wasn't there. So I went to the toilet. Wasn't there neither. I'm looking around in the press room. I don't see him. Have you seen him? Has he signed yet? So, um, yeah, we don't. So, there's so many question marks. Um, we, we don't know tactically how we're going to be playing because we, we don't know who's going to be available. As, uh, United, like Brent was saying, had a few very interesting tactical adjustments. Bad news for Lukaku. Well, Lukaku sucks. I mean, he's, I'm sorry, he's not a, <laughs> no, he, he, he's, he's, he's not. A world class player. He's um no, he's sorry. a physical his physical superiority. But but you know what? Um Solskjaer, look at that, I can't pronounce his, his name now. Um he's a very pragmatic coach so far, I think. And uh he was very interesting, Lukaku as a right forward uh, against Arsenal, as almost a winger, he was really good and actually gave two assists. Um Of course, when you have a player like Martial... I remember Martial at Monaco uh, three seasons ago, four seasons ago, when they played the Champions League and they got eliminated by Juve. But this Anthony Martial, 19 years old... um, Oh, they took Arsenal first, yeah. Scaring the shit out of the best defense in the Champions League by himself uh, on on his left wing was... uh, you know, something to be uh, witnessing. And I'm, I'm a huge Martial fan. And um, Saussure is, is turning between Martial and um, what is his name? Brent. Uh, you have Lingard, Martial, and Ru- Rashford Rushford as a nine. And, uh, they're, they're, you know, those three up front are super fast, super technical, and uh, devastating in counter attacks. Uh, things that did not really happen um, with Mourinho's four-five-ones or you know four-four-three-threes. Brent, you were saying Pogba is, is a is a, a attacking player. I think he's a lot more than that. Um, he is a, an attacking player, but he's also a defensive player if needed, and he does both. Solskjaer knows how to use him. Some games he plays as a ten, some games and brilliant brilliantly i mean his short passing long passing uh is incredible some games he plays as an 8 where he has some defensive he always has a little bit of defensive responsibilities but some games he's a, he's a pure 8 and and box to box and uh the third game is the third goal manchester scored against arsenal comes from a massive rush by pod pogba uh, shredding Arsenal midfield by himself to pieces. Uh good pass, boom goal. He's a exceptional player. And uh yeah, I guess he's happy in he out because I don't I think it's an ego it's an ego trip they both had. Pogba has um, a a massive ego in case you know people don't know yet. And uh they, they didn't they didn't click. Uh now he's um his new coach understand how to play him and how uh, incredible asset this guy is in a team. Ask Didier Deschamps. Um, so now you have a team that knows how to suffer defensively. P- Man United fans make fun of their defense. Well, the eight game stretch. Let me grab my notes if I can find them. Manchester United scored in one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. There's only seven games on my notes. Uh, 8, 12, 14, 15, 17 goals. And got scored on only one, two, three, four. That's not too bad for a bad defense. Okay, some games were against Huddersfield, Bournemouth, excuse my French, uh, Brighton, but also against Tottenham and Arsenal. Um, I watched those games. Arsenal was uh, absolutely catastrophic. I found them terrible against United. Brent, uh, do did, did you think that was the normal Arsenal against uh, against you uh, a few days ago? They were terrible. Well,
1: <laughs> they were they were terrible. Um,
0: uh, it's a, it's know, an Emery it, effect.
1: It it is not. Um, maybe it's not the normal Arsenal of earlier this season. Um, you know, when there was a lot more optimism around the team um, and maybe not even the normal Arsenal of, of a week ago uh, when they beat Chelsea.
0: Yeah, true. Uh,
1: right? You know, they have been, they, they are dealing with some injuries, of course. Um, who, who, but, who's you injured? know, they've, they've been terribly inconsistent. Uh, but that said, um, if this match happens six weeks ago, uh, United lose it.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. That's I see, I see your point. Yeah, it's true. Yes. But I mean, again, um, and I'm go- I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit all over the place with my questions and, and comments, as often. Um, the second goal, which is, I think, Rashford counter attack. Both Arsenal's fullback are cut. um Lingo. way, uh, slinger, way out of position. What is mm-hmm. uh, what is uh, uh, Manchester United's strength right now? It's uh, attacking transitions, counter attacks. Yep. One thing you don't want to, to do is to get your fullbacks cut out of position, especially when you're one goal down. Emery, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what was he thinking? Now it's 2-0. Okay, uh, game over. Um, I think the Tottenham, Tottenham game was probably a, a, a better revelator, a, a, a better telling of what's going on at, at Manchester United. That was impressive. Um, Tottenham is a, is a good team even if they had some injuries and they couldn't play the wings against you, they, they went full access they tried to go through the middle of the, the pitch over and over and over again and they almost, almost did uh, incredible incredible goalkeeping by De Gea um, that, that was a factor too uh, it would have, a draw would have been probably fairer but the game you delivered at Tottenham is is I think really telling of uh, of what's happening at Manchester United. Well, if you can reproduce this performance um, against us, we we're not gonna we we we'll give you a challenge. But uh, without Neymar and with a half half of Verati, I'm not very optimistic. Which is funny, Brent, because you're not super optimistic uh, neither. Um, <laughs> so. How how do you perceive Paris Saint-Germain? What, what do you see the strength? And have you, have you been following us a bit more since the draw? Or were you following or sometimes watching games of Paris Saint-Germain before the draw?
1: Yeah, I've been following, you know, just keeping an eye on um, results as much as injuries, to be quite honest, since the draw. Um, but yeah, I've watched a bit of you this season, um, some of the bigger league-on-games and the Champions League, of course. Um, Verratti is uh, one of my favorite players in, in Europe. Um, um, I rate Verratti very highly. Um, Mbappe, of course, is is incredible. Uh, um, um, and one of the things, not just based on, on uh, your strengths, uh, but what I know to be uh, a weakness in the United team... Um, makes me encouraged more so than I would have been before is Neymar's absence uh, because uh, Neymar being able to to move through the lines and being able to uh, cut in from wide attacking positions uh, would have been a big problem for us. You know, because even though, like you said, since you know under Solskjaer in um, eight games, we've only conceded you know four goals and we've yet to concede more than more than one goal in a match and we've yet to go behind actually in, in any yeah. match under Solskjaer. Yeah. Uh, I would not confuse that with United suddenly having a good defense. Uh Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world. Um but in front of him uh there are more questions than answers. Not necessarily in who will be playing. Um Solskjaer does not know his First-choice 11 is and definitely is first-choice back four. Um, that is Ashley Young at right back, uh, Lindelof and Jones probably, even though Eric Baye played at the weekend um, uh, at centre-back, and Luke Shaw at left-back. Um, mm-hmm. Luke Shaw has improved. Um, Victor Lindelof um, has had a great month. He's finally looking like um, the player... A lot of United fans were hoping to see when Mourinho signed him. Um, and Ashley Young has always been uh, a hard worker. Um, he's always been a diligent player as a fullback. Um,
0: yeah, he's, but he's reliable, you can he's tell from
1: watching it that, that that is not the position that he played for most of his career. Um, and one of the other side effects of having a team that is now committed to playing on the front foot and giving those wide attacking players the license to stay forward and to stay high um, is like what we saw this weekend or on Friday, which is that Ashley Young was exposed down that side. I think something um, uh, 40% of of Arsenal's attacking play came down that particular flank uh, because they targeted Ashley Young. Uh, Ashley Young isn't great in one-on-one situations, uh, and in fact it was um, partly him being uh, exposed uh, that led to Arsenal's goal. Uh, but when you, and in this case it was Lukaku um, playing on the right wing, um, Mourinho would always uh, require that his wide attackers support their, fullback, um, their fullbacks in defence. And Solskjaer has taken some of that responsibility off of them. Um, and when that happens, obviously it means we score more goals and we, we keep the ball more. Uh, but it also means that Ashley Young can get exposed. And Luke Shaw is a natural defender. He's a little better. Um, but he also can get exposed as well. Um, and if Phil Jones, Victor Lindelof has been good um, in the last month, Uh, But in his time at United, Lindelof has been prone to some mistakes. And if Phil Jones ends up being his partner in defense, um, Phil Jones throughout his time at United will have stretches in a particular game or stretches of several games or several weeks or even months where he looks like a top draw center back. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: he will do something inexplicable and Moronic give away a goal. Yeah. Goalie
0: uh, major uh, Phil Jones. You'll, you'll see. Right. You know, injure himself.
1: Uh, he is a liability. You know, at, at this point he's, he's, you know, he's been at United the better part of a decade. Mm. Um, we know what, we know what he is. Um, so I wouldn't say with a hundred percent certainty that any of those four defenders um, for me uh, would be part of, of, a Manchester United backline that is expected to challenge for um, winning the Premier League or winning the Champions League. To, to be quite honest, um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't shed any tears if none of them were starters at United two right. years, two seasons from now. Um, so I think there, there, there is some some vulnerability there, uh, especially with the uh, pace um, and intelligence that PSG has in. In attack, uh, Neymar being missing um, is a big relief where that is concerned. Um, but I'm definitely not looking forward to Kylian Mbappe running at any of either of United's fullbacks um, or their centre backs. To be quite honest.
0: Well, so we know Neymar is out. He's going to be replaced by, M- but not by Mbappe, but by Di Maria. You heard of that mm. guy? Um, not Neymar level, but. <laughs> On good yeah. day, real yeah. Di Maria can um, can be very decisive. Kose, um, so what are the key factors? Do you think so? We know Neymar's out. We're going to assume Verati going to be back. It's looking like he, he will. Um, how do you see? How do you see these games? What are the things you feel confident with, and what are the things you? That make you a little worried
2: um, well let's see um, I will start with uh, very important was the order of the matches that were playing yeah. um, first first leg it is at old Trafford so I understand that that is a crucial match and we were and we we should in my opinion look for a clean sheet um, as the most important as the most important thing, uh, or um, I mean, a, an away goal, because sure. that would be one of the, mo- the, the most important things that we should take to the to the second leg. Um, if we can get an, an important an important away goal that would be fantastic. Um, that is, I think, one of the factors about playing the first uh, leg away. While playing the second leg at home will give us the advantage to. Potentially have Neymar back, um, potentially have a better Verratti, uh, a more fit Verratti, um, and will make us more capable of looking towards completing the objective uh, we want. I would personally enjoy that the first leg be atten- um, attempted a little bit more def- defensively. Um, like you mentioned before, we know um, Manchester United are amazing in the counter-attack um that's what they're doing. And if we become too audacious and uh, commit too many players forwards, I know we could get exposed. Um especially considering that even though supposedly we have a new a new defensive midfielder, um no, it's not he's be still a... not official. No. Um it doesn't look it doesn't look good. Um Marati is not terrible defending, but he's not fantastic either um Marquinhos can can kind of pull it off at that middle middle ground uh but it's still not extremely tested in that way so i think it would be better um that we that we are more more careful in our attacking approach in, that during that first like i think also that is a very important factor to take into account um and and also to try to try and get the best of the of the game we get um in the sense that uh, we should not lose our mind, we should not lose our focus. Uh, mental mental strength will be very important, and I think that's what one of the things that's making me nervous. Um, PSG are often their own enemies. Uh, it has looked different this season under Tuchel. Yeah, it does. it does. Um,
0: Remember the it second has half looked... against Liverpool.
2: Exactly, exactly. So It game. has really looked different. Uh so that's what I am holding on to, hoping for. But uh it is still PSG and it is still the uh la- the, the last sixteen round. Um Manchester United are playing good football. Um and and we will have to expect our best from a from midfield that, that in my opinion doesn't have the the adequate tools it would want in this situation. Not not bad tools, um but not but not the ideal tools.
0: Not ideal, no. Um uh- so you think it's going to be a close bout now, isn't it? A lot uh,
2: I think it's. it's I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be very close. But um, I think that if if we play this smart, we could we could uh, we could find ourselves through.
0: Well, we, without Neymar, I think both teams are very very equal. Uh, Neymar and Mbappe. When you see the first half against Liverpool, you can you can line up any defense you want; they will overwhelm it. Uh, they they were unstoppable. Um, well, Neymar's out. My worry is not defensively, because I think Tuchel has proven he, he knows what's up. And, and, uh, unlike uh, Fruitcake, who now is uh, Arsenal's coach. So Tuchel will probably do a sort yes. of 3-5-2. Three, f- three, He's going to play with three centr- uh, central defenders, so we're never outnumbered uh, by, by Manchester United in counterattacks. Uh, it's going to crowd the midfield because we don't have a physical player to prevent uh, Pogba from running through um, one guy. So it's going to be a team effort uh, crowding the passing lanes and uh, just the path of Paul Pogba. Uh, and I think uh, Marquinhos will be, uh, will be one of the DMs for sure. Alves might be one of another one. And if Verity is back, thank God, that'd be great. About today. Yeah, sure. Um, so 3 5 2, and very stressful game. And I think it's going to be a matter of details and, and how the, the story unfolds. Who's going to score first? Um, it's really gonna be a matter of details. Um, I'm, I'm more confident defensively because I think that's it. We we know how to suffer. We know when you know there's a phase and, and the, the, we're being dominated. We accept it. Um, you know we, we wait for the we, we weather the storm. And Tuchel knows how to readapt the team, re recalibrate the team, and, and make it react well. My worry is, uh, is up front. Uh, today, uh, Draxler and Di Maria never provided. The, the Di Maria scored, but as a, as a, as a forward, not a, as a playmaker. Um, he, he was an attacking guy waiting for the ball, kind of running with it sometimes, but as usual, his last pass wasn't there. And uh, the only one who could sort of do it who's known to, to, to be able to do it was Draxler and Draxler had a mediocre game. So if Verity is not back at 100%, he's not going to be able to go up um, and organize the, the attacking phases where he can be absolutely decisive and we're not going to score unless uh, there's a great Di Maria Cross and a great uh, Kevin E header. But what a complete change of, um, of scenery with Neymar's uh, injury. So I think it's going to be very, very, very close. Uh, Brent, what um, what's the feel against, uh, around the Manchester fans now? Do you think when, when you're on the forums and when you speak to your friends, um, they, they, they feel like they can go through, that now the team is on a very positive uh, phase and, and there's chances to qualify?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot more optimism now um uh, one of the um again uh, side effects of uh, the joylessness of of Jose Mourinho uh, is lowered expectations i think when this draw was made most of us thought well all right um hopefully we don't get embarrassed um but we were you know expected Mourinho to do uh you know probably what he did against sevilla last season um, set up the team negatively and lose anyway. Um,
0: we would well, have expected that you Juve he won at Juve. she- you, you won that Juventus with a with a you know, negative negative approach. That's
1: a big deal. Uh, um he did. I mean, you know, listen, even even um in the, the downward spiral that the first half of the season was, uh they were still at bright points. Um that win uh, in Turin uh, was huge. It's huge. Um yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you know, really, that was one of those signs of oh, here is Mourinho at his best. Well, um, he
0: also got you to the Champions League as last season. You know, uh, the only way to get through was to win the Europa, Europa League, and uh, well, yeah, he kind of did you know, that too.
1: Right, he, he he won the Europa League um, two seasons ago. He, he got us to um, second last year, and in his own um, strange. Passive-aggressive way uh, in the media. He has repeatedly pointed to that second fi- place finish as one of his um, greatest achievements as a manager, which is his own way of, of criticizing um, the structure and resources. It's, it's, at, it's very at
0: passive-aggressive, indeed.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what an unbelievable dickhead! Um, but you know, that is his. To be fair, he does have a you know he does have a point. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: in, you know, in terms of, of how. Um, it, regardless of what you think of of Mourinho, and I personally think that you know he was past his best, and he was not a good fit at United. Um, he probably did not get the support that he um, wanted, um, and maybe if if his employers had actually believed in him, uh, you know he would have gotten the players he wanted and would have gotten rid of the players that he wanted to get rid of. Um, now, as it turns out, he was wrong. Because I think it's um, known at this point in time that he had he would have gotten rid of of Anthony Martial if if he could have gotten the replacement that he wanted. Um, he stopped caring for you know having Paul Pogba and, and was leaving Pogba out of the team. Um, he no longer rated um, Victor Lindelof, who over the last month has been United's best defender and one of their best players. Um, so he was wrong. Um, so it's probably correct that he was not backed, uh, but it's probably fair that he did not get the um, the back end that maybe he thought he um, he deserved as a manager of, of you know of, of his stature. Um, but you know, but now that he is he is gone and, and the run that United have have been on, um, you know, I, I think uh, most United fans are more more optimistic. Um, Like I said before, the lowered expectations that came out of Mourinho means that um, getting past PhD in this round will be a bonus rather than an expectation because of how miserable the season has been up until this point. Mm. Um, and Solskjaer has also built up enough enough goodwill, enough signs of, of progress and getting more out of this team that if ultimately um, United do lose in this round, uh, it won't be the end of the world. And it definitely won't be the deciding factor in whether or not he's considered the job full time or whether or not, you know, or, or how um, he is remembered in his time as, as caretaker manager. Uh, but I think now the team is playing up to its, its potential um, combined with, you know, Neymar being unavailable, potentially Ferrati not being at full, full fitness, um, you know, seeing some of that lack of depth that PSG has in, in midfield, uh, there's some encouragement there, and I, I think now we're thinking uh, we can have a go with this. And and you know, if things go things go well, you know, might even might even win.
0: Yeah, that would not be a huge surprise. Um, in yeah. the tradition department of Paris Saint-Germain, also something that um, that is happening every every draw. Uh, of the second phase of the Champions League is that we draw a big club. People make uh, fun and, you know, it's it's fair, it's fair game that we can't make it in the Champions League. Well, it's a little difficult to make it when you draw Chelsea, then Chelsea, then uh, Barcelona, then Real Madrid. So we, we, we're generally unlucky. And um, when we're not like, oh, we're drawing Manchester United. Oh, look, they're really in bad shape. Morale is low. Um, Mourinho is struggling he's losing lo- the locker room this is looking this is looking great a month later oh my god <laughs> so um, I still think we can go through but again it's going to be super super close Brent you're right it's going to be a lot more interesting because I think you had with with the PSG playing with it, its uh, full team well prepared, well well oiled. I don't think you had a chance. I, I I'm going to say it. Uh, I, I s- think you may even have a, the edge. Uh, I would say fifty five, forty five for Manchester United. Still very close, but um, the 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 first leg is going to be important, of course. But it's it's really going to be both games. The, the, Prepare yourself for for a nail-biter. It's going to be a really, really challenging uh, couple of games to watch. It's going to be great. Um, We're coming to about 50 minutes of podcast. We've talked about um, those two games, uh, tactically, mentally, uh, what to expect, strengths, weaknesses. Have we missed anything? Because anything we'd like to talk about, we haven't covered.
2: Um i can really think so i mean i agree with with pretty much everything you said i think it's um it's going to be a very very close game uh, i wouldn't be able to stop it better forty five fifty five is uh, a very very good lo- way to look at it um i hope i hope i see a very interesting um interesting p s g and a morally strong p s g at at old Trafford and especially one that is excellent at home um regarding whatever happens or goes down in the first leg. So I am very excited about this game. Uh, I don't really think we've missed it all. We have gone through everything. Tactics, players, uh, good, good stuff.
0: Um, p- prediction for the first uh, round, for the first leg, sorry. A score? Mm, I am going to go with uh, 1-1.
1: Okay.
0: Brent, anything to add? Uh,
1: Well, I would say um, a lot has been made of, um, you know, United does have um, a tough-looking run of fixtures in February and March around the time of those two legs. Um, But really, uh, the toughest run is following the second leg. And again, if you look at, at the silver lining, of the dark cloud of Mourinho. Um, United wasted the first half of the season and, and you know, we're nowhere in the running um, for the title, uh, but now we're starting to fall back to competing for the top four. Uh, but I've always been one of those, one of those supporters that, that yes, Champions League qualification is important, but it is not a trophy. Um, and the difference between finishing third or fourth or Fifth to me is is um, maybe little um, compared to some some other supporters. So being out of the title race now maybe benef- benefits us a little bit. There's a little less pressure on some of those matches. Um, the Liverpool match being a uh, local derby and also being important in the title race, not for us, but for Liverpool. And like any United fan, Liverpool win the Premier League is is my absolute personal nightmare. Um, <laughs> so that so so that match is important, um, but we still have two other Premier League matches. Two other Premier League matches following that, uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton before the second leg in Paris. Uh, so that gives Solskjaer some time to rotate um, one of the. Um, you know, with him having very quickly settled on his best 11, um, it means that, that Matichorri and Pogba, in particular, um, have played almost every game, have played almost every minute. Um, so there will need to be some rotation. Um, and maybe with, you know, a squad being confident and players now fighting, feeling like they can fight four places, um, maybe there'll be some chance to to rotate. Uh, before the second leg, and and make sure key players are fully fit and well rested, um, and then when we get to you know Arsenal away and and City at home uh, following the second leg, well you know we deal we deal with it then. Uh, but I actually think uh, the fixtures in between the first and second leg, uh, and it, and the couple of fixtures we have leading up to the first leg, like, um, put us in good stead actually. Uh, but you could, the same could be said for PSG, of course, because um I know you have some uh what are on paper, some challenging games, but you also have a, a thirteen is a thirteen point cushion at the top of the league. So yeah,
0: actually uh potentially more because I think we played three uh League One games less than the rest. So yeah. it could be yeah, it's uh, this year is 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 bad. For the image of League One, which wasn't great already. This year is, is bad because uh, Tuchel pretty, and the players pretty, pretty much announced that they're going to try to win the league undefeated, uh, which has never been done, actually, in League One, ever. It's been done oh. in the EPL uh, by you-know-who, uh, with uh, you-know-which-team. It's never been done in, uh, in League One, ever. So that'd be a, an achievement. Personally, I don't give a flying beep about it. Uh, I would like the club to qualify to go through the, this round of Champions League and the next and reach the semis for the first time since uh, 1995. I <laughs> think that's right. Yeah, against uh, AC Milan. Was it 95 or 96? Oof. Oh my God. Anyway, so that'd be great. They would match the best performance of. Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. That'd be a relief. Um, Score, Brent? Prediction? Do you want to do it? You're allowed not to, if you don't want to. (laughs) Um, For the first leg.
1: I I, I would say first leg, 2-1 United. Uh, Uh, PSG uh, hasn't kept a clean sheet in the Champions League yet. Um, I'd give United... Little to no chance of keeping a clean sheet in in either one of these matches, um, but with the confidence that that the team is attacking with now and the form that the attacking players are in, um, yeah, I could see a narrow win in in the first leg.
0: I see too. Uh, that's also my prediction: two-one United. That'd be all right. I'd be okay with that. Still, could happen for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, 3-1, 2-0, no. that's it. Um, so Neymar, Neymar's, Neymar's chances to be back for the second leg are minimal. Um, all right. Well, it happened again, and you wasted another perfect hour listening to PSG talking. Brent, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck for, um, for the game. That's it for uh, this week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Antisocial, tu perds ton sang froid Repose à toutes ces années de service Antisocial bientôt les années de service Enfin le temps perdu qu'on ne rattrape plus qu'on ne